Pressing On is a podcast where we will look into truths for guys as we live on this journey in life. Every month, we'll be bringing you real conversations that will help us discover God's direction for daily life as we press on together. I'm your host, Scott Lessing, former sports medicine athletic trainer and now men's pastor. Guys, welcome this month. It's September. We have Jordy Vickery and Chris Meekins and myself. What's up? What up, what up? And what up? We're just, I just want to get right into it. I have a friend, his, his name is Mark, and he does citizenship classes with Building Hope in the City. And he just shared a story last, a couple weeks ago, at our men's breakfast, right? Do you remember I, that story? That was, What's I Building was, Hope in the City? Building yeah. Hope in the City. That's a great question. So it's this organization in Cleveland that uh, reaches immigrants and refugees who are, some of them are displaced, but they're, they're trying to get citizenship, but we have all kinds of stuff going on for them there. And it's, it's a great organization to help those who are in need, uh, refugees and immigrants specifically. Cool. And he does this citizenship class for those who are wanting to become a citizen of the U.S. It, it's just really neat to see, you know, he shared this story, how powerful it was in his life to see this person. He went to their, what is it, a graduation ceremony or whatever, where they become a citizen. Okay. Right? Now they are a citizen of the United States of America. They spent however many weeks, you know, learning all this stuff, the history. I think they know more about the history of our country than we do, by the way. I don't think we could pass the test. <laughs> That's a great st- I, I would agree with that. We would definitely I've heard it's like it. really difficult. It is. Is that true? I have no clue. See? <laughs> I was born here like you. We're natural citizens, right? I'm an American. What are you talking about? <laughs> Well, this is, this is the question. You know, they are now a participant or a citizen okay. of the United States. Let's talk about Jesus. Jordy brought this question up as we were talking about preparing for what's, what are we going to talk about next, next month. And, and this was a question. Do you want to just phrase your question? Because I love it. Yeah, I, I made the statement that Jesus invited people not to salvation, but rather kingdom participation. And really, really what I'm getting at, it's kind of a provocative statement on purpose, but really, really going back to the book of Matthew, the first gospel, and just saying, what did Jesus actually say? And if you work your way through the book of Matthew, it's quiet on Jesus' childhood. You know, we don't know much. We know he got lost once, basically. (laughs) And then he gets baptized, he gets tempted, and then he begins his ministry saying, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And all the way up until the Sermon on the Mount, every sermon, all the author tells us is Jesus was telling people to repent for his kingdom is here. And then in Sermon on the Mount is actually Jesus describing his kingdom. And, and so there, I, I agree, there's tension in that, right? Because if you were to say to me, Jesus did not invite people just to salvation. Yeah. I would, I, I would say, I, I disagree with that. He absolutely did. I think it's okay I mean, it's okay statement for me to say he, he really wants me to be saved or to be a follower of Jesus. Right. right. So, so I think it creates tension inside of myself. Right? Yeah. Like, wait, he didn't just call people to be saved. Well, what, what does this mean if it's, if it, you know, but the, the, the tension is, is it just about salvation or is it more than that? Yeah. Is there more to it? And I think we drift there, 
where we make it just salvation because it's comfortable. Like, this nice guy died for me. I'm going to heaven when I die. I have this parachute. Come into my kingdom. That is like, I'm going to be your king. You're going to participate. You're going to be subject to me. It has totally different language and ideology behind it that I think that is more challenging. So it begs the question, if Jesus is your savior, right, or if he is your king, okay, then how, how are you living? So this person that became a U.S. citizen, they have to live differently because they, they're a citizen of the U.S. They're no longer a citizen of the country that they grew up in. So if we're now saved, we're a Christian, we're following Jesus, we prayed this prayer, does our life change before we die, or do we wait until we die to inherit the kingdom of heaven? Yeah, and that was the big thing in Jesus' message is he always said the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And So it's now. It's now. It starts now. So, But, but how, how can that be true? Kingdom starts now. Salvation is just salvation. Sounds like, hey, I'm going to pray a prayer, and when I die, I'm going to go I'm to this gone. place instead of that place. A just salvation kind of faith is focused on just what happens after you die. Pray now, experience later. Kingdom participation is, hey, repent for my kingdom of heaven is at hand. Come start living as though I'm your king now. And, and if that's true, let, let's look at a different country where U.S. citizens are in a different country. We have something called an embassy there, right? Yeah. And so essentially what we're, what we're saying is as, as followers of Jesus, we're living in an embassy right now in our world. That is a Jesus kingdom embassy, and we are a citizen of heaven now, and how do we live that way? Yeah, basically anything we, should, anything we create should be an embassy. If we are a manager and we set a culture at work, we should kind of be like leading us like, hey, we're an embassy to these people. You know, our families, embassy in the neighborhood. So, so I, I guess I would probably say if, if I, the, one of the times I went on a missions trip, the first thing they said is uh, we were going to Africa, and I forget what country it was. <clears throat> Excuse me, but the uh, they kept on saying, "Don't take pictures, don't take pictures, don't take pictures." And I'm like, "Well, I'm an American. I'm allowed to do whatever I want." And they're like, "No, you're not. You're not in America. You're in, you know, you're in Gabon, and you can't take pictures of the guards walking around Gabon in the airport with a machine gun." because they'll take your camera. Why? Because they're allowed to. You're in a different culture. You're in a different world. And so that's kind of what we're talking about. Even though you're a citizen of the U.S., you Even though I'm that. Certain, I, Yeah, I'm a citizen, of, but I'm in this new country, and they have a different set of rules that I have to live by. So did it change the fact that you were still a U.S. citizen? It did not. So how did you have to change? There was an old terminology that, well, that we Well, that's where it comes this. to death to self. Yeah. That's where it comes to... If I'm going to go into this new world, if I'm going to participate in the kingdom of God, then I have to change the way I look at things. And it's called death to Chris's best thinking. And that's really where I run into a problem. I'm thinking, well, wait a minute. This is what I've always said. I'm allowed to say this to these people. I'm allowed to say that to them. I'm allowed to act obnoxious because I'm American. And the truth is, I'm not an American anymore. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a follower of Jesus. And so... It's called death to Chris's best thinking. Death so your citizenship is no longer as an American first. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Wow. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying if I'm signing up 
with Jesus, if I'm signing up with the kingdom, then I'm, that's my new king. It's not, you know, it's like that, uh, that illustration you use when you're presenting the gospel to people. Mm-hmm. Who's on the throne of your life? Yeah. Is it Chris or is it, is it God? I mean, you have to probably explain that to teenagers all the time, right? It's, this is not your own best thinking. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think that I think that a salvation first message, sometimes it's intentional. We reduce the gospel to that. Sometimes I think that it's just kind of something that you pick up on looking at like a lukewarm kind of American Christianity. You just assume like, oh yeah, I'm going to get saved. I'm going to pray that prayer. Apparently you just keep doing what everyone else is doing. And then, yeah. but you're going to heaven someday and you just <laughs> have to have some kind of church attendance, you know, like yeah. we reduce it to this thing. But Isn't there some kind of statistic that says that uh, the 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 Christian world or the church is really not that different than non-churched when it comes to pro well, yeah, like and divorce and all those things, right? Yeah. The statistics are sometimes even higher yeah. in the church, which is fascinating. But yeah, and I would argue that the statistics within kingdom participants are much better than worldly statistics. But I think there's a lot of people in kind of this gospel, like this is just about salvation mentality that would say, yeah, I'm a Christian. Over 70% of Americans to this day will still say they're a Christian. But do we live in a world that feels like, oh, most people are believers? Talk to anyone, ask them, hey, do you feel like most people you see, like they're like living for Jesus? Say it that way. Right. Say, do you think most people are going to heaven? You might, you, you might get answers across the board. Say, are most people living for Jesus? Totally different. Yeah totally different reaction. And I guess what I'm saying is I just don't, I just think you go through the gospels and you just see repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. You don't see like pray a prayer. You're going to heaven one day. Jesus always was clear. Like I'm your king, you know? So what you're saying is Jesus doesn't just invite you to be saved. He invites you to be a citizen, a participant of his kingdom starting right now. Starting right now, yeah. And if you don't start now, why assume that that's going to flip when you die just because you prayed a prayer? Right. I know that's really intense to say, but if, we, but if it's true and we don't say it, what are we doing here? Right. You know? Yeah, I, I agree with you. And go that. back to what you were saying there. It causes this tension. What do you mean by tension? It causes tension. I guess help our listeners understand what do you mean by tension? It causes like tension. Well, I think there's this angst inside of you when you hear that. I mean, there's that's no a, more comfort. There's, that's a bold statement, right? Because that might be you. It, it might be you that, that this is about. Right. Right? Like, or wait a minute, when I was 12. Member, your neighbors, your friends. Right. And, and now, now it becomes personal. Even if it's not me, if it's my neighbor or my friend or my family member, now it's like, wait a minute, are, are, are you judging me? No, 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 I'm not judging you. I'm just saying this is what Jesus did. Right? Jesus called people to be kingdom participants, not just saved. So the tension is, oh, wait a minute. I need to start acting like a Christian, which is, won't people get that into, well, so you're saying I have to do good works? That's not what you're saying. It's not good works. It's, it's an inside-out thing. Okay. Good works is an outside-in thing. I do it to make myself feel better. I do it to help people. That's truly what good works. Now, do we do good works as followers of Jesus? Absolutely. But an inside out is it's a change of the inside because I am truly a new citizen. 
right? When, when this person became a new citizen of the United States, they have to live differently. Okay. They can't live as if they did when they were in Gabon. They can't carry they a can't machine gun it. around or no. whatever it was. I'm not saying that's how it is in Gabon, but that I'm just, you know, that's a story you said, but like it, you have to be different as a citizen of the U.S. than you were wherever you came from. The same is true as a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. We have to be different. Now, it's not just act different. It's be different. It's a, like you truly are changed. The scripture says that you're a new creation. You're a new person or you're a new citizen. And you live differently because now the world is different compared to who you are now. And so the, the question is this journey that we're on, are, are, are we living on this journey waiting for me to get to heaven someday? Or are we living in this world as a heavenly being? Yeah. Oh, for sure. And I think there's kind of this dichotomy between, like someone might say, oh, well, my faith isn't work, works-based, you know, and I would say, yeah, you don't, it, actually it is. That, I freaked people out, but I love to say it this way. <laughs> actually it is, it is totally based on God's work in your life. It is works-based. It's based on God's work in your life. And if you don't welcome that into your life, then, then what do you have? You know, like, if you don't welcome Jesus actually into your life as your king now, and you didn't let him do that work, you actually resisted it and thought you could just pray a prayer instead, what is that? And I know that's harsh, but I'm talking from the perspective of years ago, years ago. Like when, when I Chris was, in, was 12. Yes. When I, when I was, like when Chris, not when that far. When I, was in high, <laughs> when I was in high school, I, um, I went to private school for a year. I was sitting in a Bible class, and we finished early, and our teacher just says, just read the Bible. <laughs> like, okay, to take up that time. You got nothing else? Yeah, just read the Bible. That'll be productive, you know. And so <laughs> I, hop into, I hop into Matthew 7, actually, as skimming through the Sermon on the Mount. And I landed right on the front of verse 21, and this, this shocked me. I'll just go ahead and read it. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of I'm heaven. I'm telling you, man. But the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven... Read that verse, how many people will go, but it's not works-based, but it's not works-based. Mm. Keeps going. On that day, many will say to me, Not Lord, just a Lord. few. Not just a few. This to me sounds like most. Like, this freaks me out. <laughs> right. Many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many mighty works in your name? Like, didn't we do all this cool church stuff? You know, weren't we, right. like, weren't we like about this? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. Um, other translations of that word would say um, evildoers. Another one is you who disobey God's laws would be another translation. Like away from me, you who, you don't even do what I say. You're not my subject. You didn't live in my kingdom. You grabbed some things you like. You, you said my name. You know, and I think that we look at verses like, you know, those who call on the name of the Lord and we reduce the larger narrative of what Jesus said yeah. to something very easy. And I think that's so much of evangelism culture. Like half the evangelism trainings I go to, I walk out upset because it's you, if you can get this person to pray this prayer, that's a slam yeah. dunk. Right. And I'm like, I don't want anyone walking away thinking they prayed a prayer and they're good. And they got no a way. slam dunk on me. Yeah. Yeah. And. Yeah. So, so, so are you striving to be a kingdom citizen? 
And are you building kingdom culture wherever you are? That's different than just praying a prayer. Well, check this out. Matthew 24. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And he, and he goes on and just, you run through. Like, what, what do you get in Matthew 5, even right before that? Who lights a light? Mm. Puts it under a bowl, you know? Right. Why would you ever do that? Why would you? Yeah. yeah. Like, come participate in my kingdom and let people see it. Be an embassy. So the question is, how do you do that? What, you know, how do we not live just to be saved? But how, how, do, how do we live as a new citizen, as a new creation, right? I mean, that, that's, as a new creation, that's churchy language. But if we were to make it real, like living as a citizen of heaven now, like how, how do you do that? Like what are some practical ways, like this culture of repentance? Like what, what in the what world? Like, so it, do you repent just once for all your sins you previously committed and then you're good to go? That sounds more like a salvation prayer, right? So, like, Jordi, is this repentance message, is, it, is this culture something that we have to live in constantly? Like, are we constantly repenting? Yeah. I, I, I am. Would, I want to just say I well, am. Well, we know that you are, but. <laughs> That's the message, right? Like, like the kingdom is here. Repent. Hmm. You know, like, you look, at, you look at the beginning of the Sermon on the Mount, there's the Beatitudes. Jesus is actually, if you look at it, blessed are this, blessed are that, for theirs is the kingdom. It's, he's not saying be this way. Kind of, I mean, the implication is you want to be this way. Right. But what he's really saying is like, hey, like this is the kind of person, like my kingdom is for these people. Like this kind of person is going to be blessed in my kingdom. And he's saying repent. Like he's bringing this message like, hey, kingdom of heaven is here. This is what it looks like to follow me. You're looking at that and you're saying, oh no. <laughs> I need help. I need to turn. I want to live in the kingdom. How do you bring the kingdom of heaven down to earth? It's not by, it's not by crazy emotional experiences or church services. It's by living in kingdom ways now. And, and we have to first start all of this out by saying, you know, once you come to know Jesus and like Paul, you have this amazing experience where he, he changes your life. He, he reveals to you how crappy you really are, and you know, you're not gonna be able to earn your way to heaven, and all of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh. Like, like that's that initial, and something changes inside of you, and you truly, you, you are different, right? We would say that's the Holy Spirit living in you. And then it, I, I, I read this in Colossians 3. I, this is probably one of my favorite things. You know, when Christ, it says this, when Christ, who is your life? I, I'm a Red Sox fan. Everyone's, oh, you know, the Red Sox, that's your life, you know, like, blah, 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 like, that's all you ever talk about. No, 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 no. When Christ, who is your, like, is Jesus every part of your life? Chris, you say this all the time. You know, wh what about this new territory thing? Like, this is what you, well, you I, talk I've, about. I've, um, I think I was reading in, you know, uh, his highest, with, with that. My utmost forest highest? Yeah. yeah. What, who's that? Who um, that? Oswald Chambers. Yeah. I was reading something that he had. And, and anyway, he was talking about giving more territory. And so, so when we think about different areas. So when I became uh, a, a believer in Jesus, I, I, I had some really, some really bad habits and some really 
wrong thinking mm. to being a representative, for being in a new country. I mean, I thought that I was allowed to do this, this, this. And so what ends up happening is it's, uh, there's another brochure called My Heart, Christ's Home. And so I'm looking at all the different rooms of my heart or my soul. Yeah. And I'm saying, you know what, I probably ought to quit stealing money. And at this time I was in debt and I just didn't pay people back. And I, uh, for the first couple of years, I'm like, you need to pay this guy back. And my wife's like, no, we don't. That's already, it's been forgiven. I'm like, yeah, but I need to forgive that. And there was this tremendous pressure in my head to just quit. No one's calling me up going, hey, you need to pay this back. Nobody even knew. But in my spirit, I knew that I wanted to, wanted to live a different way. I didn't mm -hmm. want to rip people off. And so I wanted to give God that part of my life. And so I had to give him that room and say, come on into that part of my life. And the same thing we do now. I want to give God more territory. I've given him like 90%. There's like 10% still in there that says, I really want control of my behaviors maybe when I'm watching TV at 3 o'clock in the morning. And do I give him that territory? I think that's what we're talking yeah, about Yeah, it is, here. yeah. 100%. I remember when Mo and I were challenged to start giving, and we were, we were really poor. Which is crazy. We were really poor. I mean, this is, I was an athletic trainer. She was a stay-at-home mom. We had two kids at home. I was making very little money, and I, I was like, I can't give 10%. You know, what are we gonna, how are we going to do that? And I was challenged by um, uh, my mentor at the time, John Che, and he, he challenged me, just, just give 1%. And so 1% became 2%, became 3%, and it became 10%. Mm -hmm. And it was right around that same time, maybe a little bit after that, that it was revealed in my life that I had this huge addiction to pornography. And I start giving back to the Lord and I start to find freedom in somewhere else in my life. I'm not saying you know, it's that, that you know, God didn't bless me with tons of money, but you become obedient as a citizen of the kingdom of heaven and things change in your life. That, that's how it worked for me, and that's how it continues yeah. to work, right? And really what you did with your money is you surrendered. I surrendered, A little yeah. more, a little more, a little more. Yeah. And, it's and not it's, your it, work, it's your surrender. It's your, it is, and that's exactly going back to what you said, Chris, about um, that, you know, death to self. And, and it goes to, it goes to this, this, this thinking of that I'm, I'm participating, and I think uh, I'm meeting with a guy now that uh, he's, he's addicted to marijuana. And every time there's a problem, he goes out, you know, he's, he blows a joint. But he's got all these other problems, and so he's been, he quit and everything else like that, and he's like, well, these relationships over here are improving. And what does that have to do with me smoking? I don't know what it has to do. I just know that when I quit smoking pot or drinking, that when God's telling me, I mean, he was, no one called him up and said, you got to quit. He's like, I'm just sensing that something needs to change. And me looking on the outside, I go, these are the things that you need to participate in as being a follower of Jesus. I'm just saying that it's, it's altering your thinking. I, and, and so you don't know that as, as you're looking at yourself and someone gives you this information. When I participate in the kingdom, all this other things start happening in my life. My relationship with my wife improves. My relationship with my employer improves. There's this thing that happens just because, it's not because I quit doing that, but it's because I quit doing that. So I'm giving God this. And like you said, he's opening up the other things. There's that thing, uh, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the treasures of your heart. Yeah, so you, so you, you have this salvation experience. You, you're a new person, you're a new creature, new creation. You now are a new citizen of a new kingdom. 
you now have to start to have this new culture, which is repentance. Right. There's no porn in the new culture, and there's no right. no pot. And you just I can't think. stop it, though. <laughs> like, like how, how do you how, how do you experience this change of culture? It's it's by being honest, right? Like, I, this is a struggle in my life, and then you know you you have this this um, what what did you call it earlier? Surrender. Yeah. Right. You're surrendering what you want, what your desires are to the king. For sure. And you're saying, King Jesus, like, I, I know this is what you're calling me to. I can't do it on my own. And that's the power of the Holy Spirit. And that's the journey. Us. Like, you're, yes. I tell people all the time, like, you're on that journey. You mess up. Like, there's grace there. There's grace there. There's grace there. But there's a difference from, like, I'm surrendering or I'm saying, actually, no, I wouldn't let God be king of this, that, 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 or this. You know, when the list gets long, I think we should get worried. You know, we talk about, like, if you want to evaluate your faith, I would say, don't look at, like, how much scripture you've memorized. You know, don't look at your church attendance or things like that. How much of your life is surrendered? Hmm. Like, like I'm not, not, not how much do you tithe? But is God king of your money? But if you God know? is calling you to say give one percent, that's where you measure. It's like yeah. it's called, you're measuring things on obedience. Yeah, right? like that's what right. you're saying. Like, are you holding it loosely because God is king? Right. You know, like I um I do youth ministry, right? So I see a lot of students. They get in a relationship, and that person becomes their world, and that person becomes their king, and the you know the whole relationship gets really unhealthy, and it starts getting physical, and they can't fight the temptation, but they won't let go of the relationship, and, or there's a red flag, and they won't walk out of the relationship. And I mm. say, hey, like, can you hold the relationship like open-handed before God and really evaluate whether or not you should walk away? And I'm, I'm saying, I'm not telling you to walk away yet, but I'm saying, would you? And if you won't, I promise you, you should. And, and that's if, kingdom first. And that's kingdom first, because if you won't walk away, I tell the, I say as well, one of you is king, and I'll let you figure out which one, but it's not God. <laughs> yeah. And, so let me ask you this. So we live in a world that, you know, says, oh, you got to love yourself first, which is contrary to what we're saying. I mean, right. we live in a world that says, if you don't love yourself, and how can you say, I don't love myself, I love Jesus more than I am. I mean, how, how can you put God first if you love yourself first? All right. So what we're talking about is the practical application, right? I mean, okay. Chris, you, you know, you're, you're saying if, if it's not about um, ourselves, you know, it's not about me anymore. It's about something different. Then, then how do we live this new creation life? How do we do that? How do we live as a new citizen in a new kingdom with a new king? That means I'm no longer the king of my own life. And how do we do that? I think that the confusing part is that we, we've been told by someone 400 years ago that this needs to be a painful process. So it doesn't need to be painful. It doesn't need to be painful. You see, God designed everyone the way we are. Okay, I, I love certain things. I love being around people. I get energized by that. And so for me, for Chris Meekins, is to say... Well, what happens, what do I need to do to represent God? Or what's, what's our verbiage today? To participate, be more of a participant in the kingdom, yeah. is I need to be the guy that God created me to be. So I get energized when I'm around people. So when someone invites me to go do something, I go, yeah, 
I'm going to go do that, and I'm going to be the man that God created me to be. I'm going to try not to get in a fight if we go out <laughs> eating at a restaurant. I'm going to try to do. I'm going to try to be the man that I really want to be. I I really came to realize that I love well, and I love to talk to people and empower them and help them get to where they want to be. And so when I'm with people, I'll ask them a question. It's not about Chris. It's about the people I'm with. And so I participate in the things that give me energy. And when I'm there, it boils down for me very simply, love the people that God puts in front of you. And if I can do that, I am in a participant in the kingdom and the Holy Spirit then kicks in for them to go, hey, I want to know more about this God that you serve. I never mentioned God. Yeah, I know, but we know. We all know. For sure. Even the, even the prayer, like Jesus teaches us to pray, right? Like, like, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Like, we just become a part of, like, let's bring this down here, you know? God's big thing, first and second greatest commandments. Jesus never was willing to separate the two. Love God and love others. You know, like, let's make that happen. You know, let's be that. Let's do that. Yeah, and, and practically, obedience, like, like obeying God, right? I, I mean, how do I do that? Well, I need to know what, what I'm supposed to obey. I, I need to just, like, get with God daily and spend some time in, in, the, in the Bible and, and reading through some things, hanging out with other people, asking them really good questions like, hey, how do you live this way? How do you live as a new citizen? And where did in you come kingdom? up with that? Oh, I read it in the Bible. Right. And, and well, let me show you how, you know, where I, let me show you why I do. Why do I not do this anymore? Well, every time I used to live that way, I felt really crappy. And so maybe I need to live differently. And so the way I live differently is, Lord, can you, can you give me strength to not do that anymore? And then all of a sudden you start not doing that anymore. And one of the things, I grew up in chaos, in total chaos okay. in my family. And uh, the other day I had a guy over my house and he, I talked to him like a week later. He said, he said, I just want to let you know that I was at your house and it was probably the most rewarding experience I've ever had. And I'm thinking, what are you talking about? He's like, there was so much peace in the room. And I'm thinking, I'm not even knowing it. I'm not even knowing it. But the people... The people like the Meekins household. They do. But, but people, the Meekins house is pretty awesome. Well, but it was never like that. Hmm. And it goes to the whole thing. When I gave 10%, all of a sudden this started fixing up. When I live a life that, that I believe that God's called me to do, all these other things around me start changing. Mm. And then all of a sudden, I'm not living in chaos anymore. I'm living in this peaceful resort. And I don't, sometimes I don't even know it. But God, the Holy Spirit, is helping people to understand that. And so how do I do it? I live my life the way I believe that God wants me to live it. And that's different than what you two. You, God's called you to lead youths and yeah. and that and when you do that all of a sudden people are going how come you and your wife are doing so well together yeah so going back to the first very opening statement jesus invited people not to salvation but rather to kingdom participation uh, the practical applications we have to ask some questions about ourselves a who is the king of your kingdom b are you the king or is god c how do you learn the ropes of this new kingdom d What's the citizenship class for me to take so I can learn what it means to be a participant of this new kingdom? That's and last, funny. the kingdom of heaven is today. So Jordy, talk about this just for, to wrap us up here. What's the linchpin of living this out? What's the linchpin of living for the kingdom of heaven? In every summary of every message Jesus gave, 
it was repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And the, there's multiple words that get translated to repentance, but that one that Jesus used in that instance is um, matanao, and it actually is to change one's mind or to turn. To change one's mind or to turn. It's not just a simple like, feel sad about this, say you're sorry. It's actually a turn. It's a change. There's not even, if you read all the possible translations of this word, it's always to turn or change. Jesus is saying, like, stop doing the crap you're doing. <laughs> right, right. And, like, so it's a and choice. come follow me. Yeah. It's, it's a choice. It's to make that choice. And we've, I'll say this, too. One more explicit statement. You guys didn't even know I was going to make this one. <laughs> like, Jesus did not say, have faith for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. He said, repent. Hmm. And I, I think that we've reduced salvation. We've reduced Christianity to salvation. And we've reduced the requirement to believing. And you look, at, you look at the whole book of James, everything we've said from Matthew feels a lot like James, doesn't it? Mm. What did Jesus' brother, who didn't believe in Jesus at first, he's like, my brother thinks he's Jesus, this guy's crazy, you know? And James finally believes, like, my brother's Christ. The book of James is intense. Mm. But what's he saying? He's saying, like, like even the demons believe, like, right. why do you guys keep reducing it to that? We soften it because that's easy. There's no challenge. There's no life change. To actually have to surrender and make someone else king of your life, that's what God's asking for, but it goes against the fiber of our rebellion. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Dude. Well, wow. that's, guys, that's what it's all about this month, is living the way that Jordy, I can't even rephrase that, Jordy, that was so deep, but guys, it... it yeah, it, my it, head just exploded. Right, my, so my let's, eyes are bleeding. let's try to put it all back together over the next <laughs> month, right? Um, guys, thanks for joining us this, this month. Uh, we'll see you next month. Have a great one. Amen. Good night.